0: I think it would be really funny right now if somebody came into Bo's apartment and was like, I, I I, just live streamed that episode from that, la, next door. I, I really enjoyed it. Here's a $20 tip, Bo. You <laughs> did a great job. And then Bo, Bo just looks at the $20 and then up at the camera and is like, I've just had an epiphany. I love tipping. <laughs> you now listened to Good, Bad, or
1: Bullshit. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast, where conversation is the foundation of higher thought. It's great to be here. My name is Bo Schwartz, recording another episode uh, with my good friends. I am your Dr. Jones of this podcast, and also joining me is my good friend, Salah, I mean Michael Hodgins. Hello. Is that the guy who says bad dates? That's the John Rhys-Davies Ree- guy. Yes. Bad dates. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> saw the monkey dead. Yeah. And also joining us on this fine program, uh, the other person I know, a Short Round, a.k.a. Crofton Sears. <laughs> 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 Hello.
0: No time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Hey,
2: I don't think that's appropriate anymore. Remember, that was made back when, you know. When no racism was, was
3: okay.
1: Yeah, it's not you okay cheat. anymore. Although in, uh, in theory, Trump, I'm going to so, I'm
2: gonna have to publicly shame you for all this. Well, racist can, you know what? I
1: act. think I think the leader of the free world, Donald Trump, is reinstituting racism as an OK thing for people to partake in, uh, considering his new policies that he set forth in his first week in office. <laughs> I like
2: how I've heard some commentary from people in Canada where they'd be like, liberals always shameless us for being racist and and all this stuff, but Donald Trump comes along and says, you know, your thoughts are okay. And it's like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's like, they're like, I I always felt bad for being a jackass, but now I feel good about it.
0: Uh, It's funny because, like, when we did the Donald Trump episode right after the election, I think I said... Um, the one thing that, that made me not too upset was the fact that he always lies. And I felt that, uh, there is no way he was going to do any of the things that he said that he was going to do, you know, like I thought that was a pretty safe guarantee that he was just saying random shit to play to audiences. And then once he got into power, he'd be like, Oh, you know what? I can't, I can't do this. So then here I am a week into a Trump presidency because uh, that's when we're recording, and pretty much it's like a worst-case scenario right now, like in terms of the people he's appointed, in terms of the moves that he's made. And now he's just signed this this sort of immigration uh, uh, extreme vetting ban um, for, for uh, uh, folks from Muslim countries and stuff. And it's just like I, I feel like the normalization of this sort of thing um, and I'm not saying that it is it is normal, but when the president of the most powerful country in the world, um, for now know, set sets this as a policy, currently, yeah, for sure. But he sounds the, like Mike he, has plans. He's like. For now. No, I don't for have plans. I
2: feel like Donald Trump is gonna, you know, whittle away their power baits by alienating themselves. Good but oh,
0: I see that the country will no longer be. Power- I thought you were like, he's the president for now. Yeah, like you, you were, you he were is. like, yes, he
2: is. At some point, he won't be president.
0: I know, but he, he just, just started. Made it sound stuff. like you
2: had plans. For yeah,
0: now. Made, it sound- <laughs> you made it sound. If, he, if the NSA watching, they definitely. Well, they already have a marker out on you anyway. No,
2: they'd be like, they'd, they'd take a look and be like, this guy's, oh, he's white. It's
0: okay. Move on. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Oh, on. oh, wait, atheist, though. Hmm. Yeah, you're an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him. Uh, no, he's agnostic. Yeah. I'm the atheist.
1: He's probably oh, going to
0: get a pass. Uh, I'm an
2: atheist, too. I just,
0: uh, whatever. All right.
2: Continue.
1: I, I continue. Just, we interrupted your story, Croft. Sorry.
0: Oh, I, I guess the thing is, is that, like, in this country of Canada, which we don't get much attention most of the time, and, uh... We went through sort of a conversation about our ideals and values as a nation in, tw- in 2015 in the election uh, that we had. And of course, nobody cares about our elections as opposed to the international attention that the Americans get. But the big deal at that time was like um, was cultural uh, Canadian. What are Canadian values? And like, should we be should we be uh, persecuting people? Who are different than different than us, and I'm grossly oversimplifying, but the country essentially made a shift away from the the, the conservative government that we'd had for many years, and be has has embraced sort of um, a liberal approach. We've let in a bunch of Syrian refugees, uh, and um, and are are very much pro immigration. So it's it's pretty upsetting from from my end to see all this all this stuff happen south of the border, and I can only hope it's a temporary glitch.
2: But look, what what I would say, I, I mean, is it these things go in cycles because there's clearly enough people who are kind of fence sitters in terms of being conservative or liberal, and they go back and forth. and And I find it interesting to look at Canada and the U.S. as a comparison because right now we have we we just swapped over to our lib- more liberal. Uh, like the equivalent of the the Democrats, right? That's who we have in power now, the Liberals. But you know, they only came in at the end of Obama's administration, and for almost all of Obama's administration, we had Stephen Harper, who looks great compared to Donald Trump. But, I mean, a lot of the stuff I've been seeing on Twitter that people are aghast about in, in the states. They're being like, you know, uh, science is, uh, scientists won't be able to talk to the press anymore. And I'm like, oh, man, that was instituted under our Harper government, like, way back. Like, they clamped down on the media. Like, we had that conservative block of time, and they had Obama during that. And then before, they had Bush, and we had like a liberal government for a while. So it's like these things go in waves and they go, but swings the pendulum swings back and forth. And 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 we seem, Canada and the U.S. seem to be kind of on, off from each other, which is sort of interesting. So it's like they're going right again and we've gone left again and that'll last for a while and then it'll swing back again because that, that bulk people in the middle kind of go back and forth. They get fed up with this and then they go the other way and then swings back. So like... And the other thing, because I do find it interesting, all the stuff that he's done in the first week or whatever, and I'd be like, well, he's just doing what he said he was going to do. <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying, but, he, you know, it's it's not surprising in the sense, like, I agree with you, Croft, and I'm surprised it's happening so quickly, and he's so all over the place. But I'm like, it's not surprising because he said he was going to do these things, now he's doing them. So you're like, okay, well,
0: you know, good for him, I guess. I, I guess, like... I agree with what you're saying on on a base level but it to me it's normalizing Trump in the saying in the sense of saying well we have some conservatives and then we have some liberals and we switch back and forth and that sort of stuff and I I really dislike George W Bush when he was in there don't get me wrong and his policies and stuff but I don't think like signing an executive order like banning immigration from certain countries based on religion and ethnic background i don't think that that is that is normal like that's beyond the pale to, to me and that's that's why i'm well, finding uh, it it a little a little shocking and more disturbing than even what I expected. I didn't even think he'd be able to do these things. Yeah, and, and and
2: again, I I think this this was and I'm not criticizing you for this, but this is the liberal bubble that is was popped right when Donald Trump got elected. Because I would point out that in our country, in the conservative leadership race that's really going on right now, one of the Kind of front runners, Kelly Leach. She's got no chance, but in my mind, but it's having the same conversation. She's saying we should ask people to pass this like Canadian values questionnaire before the. It's essentially the same thing that that Trump's proposing, and so where that conversation is happening here too, and there has a lot of backers. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I like what you're saying. I mean, I don't think at the at the moment the momentum is not in that favor here in Canada. And, and I think, because of fatigue over the Harper years, we had almost a decade of for us and I, I agree with you that Trump is a whole other brand of like a
0: whole other level. like there's one thing to do a values test. It's another thing to say like this country, this country, anybody who's Muslim or whatever, like, and just just say that they cannot come in and close the door, especially for a country like the states. It's built on ideals of immigration and chasing the American dream. it's like a values test is horrible. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's not as horrible as what he's and, already done.
2: And back to this, all this stuff being cycles, I think that this is a longer wave cycle around, like, depression of the economy and the rise of kind of fascists. Like, this all happened before, too. I mean, American protectionism was big before World War II, after the Great Depression. You know, like, this stuff all kind of happened already, too. And, and we saw in Europe the rise of fascism. It's like, ah, it's happening again. And you're like, just no one ever look at history. And, and i mean how do we get out of it i mean it, it's all terrifying i agree with you in that sense but you know i don't know oh, i just I, I feel like we should get to a random topic cuz i no to for to sure I
0: I, I I i just wanted to recognize it cuz it definitely did not seem like a, a normal week And and just acknowledging it as a normal week for me, and I don't think every week with Trump is going to be as bad as this one. Any new government that starts is going to, like, hit the ground doing, okay, I promise this, I'm going to try and get these things going. But, like, from the wall with Mexico and the war with the uh, Mexican uh, prime minister and – president to uh, to the banning of immigrants to all this sort of stuff it's been a very xenophobic week and um you know it's a little little sad but hopefully we will draw happy random topic watch Bo draw like genocide or mike draw like he's like we don't oh, I draw it. Genocide. it's the random
1: topic generator <laughs> we,
0: yeah we have no influence over what comes out of it
1: um just like you have no influence on that flower in your hair it's just there it's naturally in your hair. For audio listeners, Crofton has a, a cute pink flower uh, in his hair. It's just a permanent it, feature of his. All right, Mike, get it a, going.
0: It's a symbol, a uh, statement of solidarity with all the immigrants being yeah. locked out all of right. the country. Mike, Mike's pulling it. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs>
1: It's a good thing he lives in Canada, where we have a healthcare plan, so all that fumes will be cured.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <than> the um, <laughs> it's not quite genocide, but it does infuriate a lot of people. The topic today is parking tickets a great setup <laughs> and there are
1: people who will get more angry about that <laughs>
2: i was I,
0: here for five minutes <laughs> i
1: thought maybe it might have been murder or something you know it's like it's not quite genocide but you know it's a murder no, no.
2: it's like but no. bo, oh, so this is interesting because bo you don't drive yeah uh, but looks like i'm sitting this one tickets, out <laughs> now i've got i've had my share of parking tickets not that many i'm not reckless with my parking uh but but um they're annoying when you get them.
1: No, we established yeah, that you're reckless with your driving. I think isn't that right?
0: Uh, with no, I'm so.
2: like an old
1: lady.
0: Isn't that uh, so? That, anyways, okay. I I would uh, I would say that uh, this topic is funny because I've been listening to I was just listening to our tipping episode which was two episodes uh, ago and it was like at the time I said it was a Seinfeldian type of topic and this also feels very much in that vein in the sense that you know parking tickets are not destroying the world or whatever but they definitely are a minor sometimes major annoyance in people's lives i'm going to tell a story that i think is pretty funny it involves mike um so uh <laughs> so what when i was, when i was living in montreal what one time mike mike came to visit and um and pretty much the whole time he was there he complained about montreal like just just Sounds non right <laughs> n- non nonstop he was just like oh my god i can't, you know uh in montreal all the signs are backwards or i can't do this and that and blah 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 I not not
2: complaint. that's an observation
0: i can't tr- no you were complaining and i can't i can't <laughs> turn i can't turn right on the stupid lights and uh, and then um and so, like he had just being, you know, going on about it. And then there's other, all different elements. Like, oh, it's just like, you know, friends, They don't even, you know, I can't, I can't get myself understood or whatever. He had a giant, giant list of grievances. And yeah, I just, don't
2: remember this, but go on. You're painting me in a bad light, but let's no. Okay. You,
0: you've changed a lot. This was like you were like, I mean, maybe 20 or something, 22 possibly. You were just going on. You were complaining about Montreal. And uh, finally, I lost my shit. And uh, we were going out to a restaurant and I said, I said to Mike, I was like, (laughs) because we were trying to pick a restaurant. And he was, uh, he was complaining about all of them and talking about good ones we could go to in Ottawa. Um, And, uh, and and I lost my shit, and I was like, you know, if, if I, I don't want to hear one more bad thing about Montreal from you, if I hear one more bad thing, I'm gonna, I just can't take anymore. You come over here, and you're you're just going on, and and, and Mike realized that he had made made a bad a bad move, and was like, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I I, I really I'm not gonna be shit on Montreal anymore. Um, uh, I understand what you mean. Sorry about that. Let's go. So we went to a restaurant. Then we walked back to the car because he had his car and he had parked it. And, uh, of course, on the car, on the dash, (laughs) was a parking ticket uh, from the city of Montreal. And (laughs) I could see Mike. He took the ticket, and I could see in his face every muscle in his body wanted to just be like, Fuck Montreal. I hate (laughs) you so much. You stupid City, oh God. But then he looked at me, and he and I had just given him shit. And he's like, oh, a parking ticket. I'll have to pay that. <laughs> and then, I'll, I'll tell you. And you, know, got, you know what? It's funny because I don't, I don't
2: remember that level of, of complaining, but obviously it stuck it with up. you, so I won't even yeah. contest it. I'm sure I was complaining. Maybe it was it in a was, bad mood sure. that weekend. But here's a counter story about that and how parking tickets are different uh, and maybe how I was right about shit on Montreal. Because one time, I, I went, <laughs> fifteen I went years to later, Mike wins the no, no. argument. Here you go. Just hear this <laughs> counter story because that, that's true, and it is annoying. You go to a city. And you get, I went to Kingston one time, a city near about the same distance as was it. Uh, was it as, when I lived there? Uh, no, it was after you lived there. But okay. uh, but uh, yes, Bo, you did live there, as I recall.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, so I went there one time to park someplace, and I got a parking ticket, and I, and I went up to the thing. I was like, "Oh, parking ticket, damn it!" And I looked at the ticket, and it was like. Welcome to Kingston. Enjoy your stay. And it was zero. They exempted people who were out of town from parking tickets. And I was like, wow, what a nice, what, what a nice city is what I, is what I thought. They, they because I guess they look at your license plate and be like, this person's visiting from out of town, and they didn't give me a ticket. And I was like, wow, that's really hospitable. And uh, whereas Montreal was like, hey, look at this guy from Ottawa. God, is I'm gonna give him biggest ticket I ever wrote. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm right on there. so I'm like Montreal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's <it. laughs> so much to digest in everything you said. Um, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so bo- bottom line is the parking tickets are there to to sort of special. They're especially given out in in downtown cores. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, they're given out all over. The Ottawa Citizen newspaper r- r- runs an article about once a year where the most hot traffic ticket spots are, and let let people know. And it's I guess it's supposed to be a tool of like yeah, bylaw enforcement. tickets aren't
2: the same. Like this is parking tickets in particular. Par-
0: yeah, sorry, I meant parking tickets. Yeah. yeah. So it says says which street you know your is the most common for for parking tickets and stuff like that. Um, uh, they run a special every year in the in the newspaper, and I think. Ideally, what what traffic tickets or parking tickets are supposed to be for are for is a tool for by law enforcement in the city to kind of like ensure that things are flowing properly to, um, downtown and that there's not you know it's it's a congestion controlling uh, device.
2: I mean the the other thing that it that it is well well there's a couple things because yes it could be that. Uh, especially some streets that have those, like you know, no parking between these hours to to make traffic flow smoother. I but just one,
0: before you go in, I'm talking about I what are they intended for on the ideal level, not mm-hmm. what they're. Don't get into the cynicism right. No, yet. no, Talk it's not the cynicism
2: what, okay. it, because this is arguably um, a useful uh, component of park Well, there's two that, that I'm going to mention here. Uh, one is is it, it generates revenue for a municipality and a lot of revenue. And so it's kind of like a tax on on drivers, and then I guess the other so the other end of it is it's also a deterrent to to back to the congestion thing. So it's supposed to be a deterrent to you bringing your car downtown. This was sort of nudging you to be like take public transit if you don't want to get a parking ticket. Uh, but so it generates revenue. It's that, like a tax on behavior, uh, driving and parking, you know, bringing your car wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, or or don't bring your car because we want to keep more cars out of town downtown. and then so I, I guess that there's merit in it in in two ways, because like maybe your city doesn't raise your taxes, which are you' know complain about the taxes, and it's a way to get money for the municipality from just people, you know, you put a one hour parking on the street. now all of a sudden, like instead of say because even sometimes you wonder like I wonder. When you walk around, when you go around town, you'd be like, there's some streets, and it's usually the ones you you want to park on because there's something nearby you want to go to, and it's like one hour parking. And as you get farther away from that, it's like two hour parking, or even three hour parking. And you're like, what? Like, why not just always three hour parking? And I feel like that is because of revenue generation, because it, you know you put one hour parking bans or limits in places where everyone wants to be, uh, and then you make them longer because if someone wants to be in a place you go park there for now you're like oh, oh your likelihood of being late for your ticket is is higher than if you have a 3 hour you know you can do a lot in 3 hours so i guess my question is like why aren't they just all 2 hours you know but they're not and i think it's a combination of like how much bylaw officers can enforce and you know again this is i guess a little bit cynical but um, it's is to generate more money Uh, But but it's not even cynical because is it a good way for municipalities to generate money, you know?
1: Well, isn't the theory supposed to be that it's – I mean, there's the reality of it. But isn't the theory supposed to be that everyone's supposed to obey the rules so they should be earning zero revenue from any of this? Isn't that yeah, <laughs> maybe in the
2: dream. <laughs> yeah, world. It's, it,
0: no, but Bo's right. It's, yeah. it sh- it should technically be an unpredictable source of revenue. It's not like a tax on city drivers that they could put on your license, whatever. It's like, you know, it's it's not. They can't plan necessarily how much they're gonna drive. I I,
2: I don't I don't know this, <clears throat> but I'm sure there are years of statistics that give them a baseline that they can count on from past. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they just look at the past
1: 10 years. What have we earned per year? How much do we earn per day? Yeah. And they can start allotting the money in anticipation of our rule breaking. Of course.
0: Of course, but you can do that with like we have a, you know, a canal in Ottawa for skating. You can look every year and see like how many days on average of skating you're going to have, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to predict with any degree of certainty exactly how much. Like I mean, I am just saying, yeah, they're going to make money. It's just not they can't it's not like something that they can totally predict down to a science. There's a lot of fluctuation with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But and but people, I mean,
2: then they can do things like they could adjust, right? You could be like Oh, revenue's a bit down this year. Let's change this zone of two hour parking to one hour parking, which I, you know, I think that's a way to like, if you have an errand to run and maybe an hour's lots, but maybe it's not, or you do, you get hung up, or who knows what. But those time limits are, I think, what makes it. Because, you know, to some extent, I guess, what's the alternative? Be like, there's no parking tickets. To just be like, here are parking spots, you know, go and park in them. And, And, and what's wrong and with I that? Would, I
0: guess. Oh, oh well, I would jump right on and, and tell you exactly what's wrong with that, me, because I had a car with a dead battery that I just left on the street in you know a residential neighborhood or whatever, and, and for for weeks on end, and um, and now that's not a problem where I live because there's not really that much traffic, uh, although I did get a ticket one time um, uh, from a neighbor that was. Probably fed up of my car loitering in the street. Wait, but if you're able, you
1: a neighbor, give you a ticket? Yeah. No, what you,
0: no, they can rat you out. They can call uh, bylaw enforcement and say, hey, this car has been sitting here, blah, 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 blah. I'm assuming that's what happened. Um, but uh, but in terms of, uh, in terms of like, see, downtown or where, where things are hopping, if I could just park a car and just leave it there, or like my car uh, is is, you know, needs repairs and I'm just going to. I'm just going to park it there, leave it there indefinitely. That starts you know, to become a problem. So for sure, there has to be a time limit for how long your car can be parked in sort of public spaces. So then it's like, as Mike mentioned, when talking about switching from three to two to one or whatever, it becomes, what is that time limit? And uh, and sometimes it's, it could be uh, days, and then other times it could be, uh you know hours and i know we have um snow clearing
1: oh crofton uh crofton ended up muting himself he's so passionate about what he was saying
0: uh i said sorry i said that we have snow clearing here in ottawa and that uh that that it's one of those uh situations where um uh, that'll change, even in my area, how long you can how long you can park. So there are environmental concerns as well. Yeah,
2: like I mean, out. they'll put parking bans out and and stuff. But you know, people aside from you know deadbeats with with who leave their junk cars on the street for months on end. I mean, most people are still using their vehicles, right? So it's like if you didn't have a parking limit. It's like you park there, you're going to move your car sometime and then someone else is going to be like, "Hey, a parking spot and take mm. it." You know, it's not like mm. you, you can't own it or whatever. So I guess you know, if parking tickets are the what we're talking about, the alternative is no parking tickets and then I mean, is is the is it just like over the course of 10 years we just have junk cars on all roads, you know, like taking up space? i think for that's, sure
0: that's what would happen. I don't think that's. What oh, would I think it would happen. Just look at the country.
2: <laughs> well, uh, those are in people's front yards, Croft, and not on public streets.
0: But see, uh, that's it. The, what are public streets in the city, but someone's front yard? But I guess
2: b- back to like, so it keeps traffic, it keeps, I guess the other way is it keeps things moving along. So if you have people wanting to park in an area and you have a limit and people come and give you a ticket, it, it ensures that everyone has access to it, you know, because, because if, if, if someone can park there all the time and you're like, I want to go to this place and all the parking spots are always full because people who live there just park their streets out in the car forever on the street forever. That's annoying. So I guess parking tickets ensure that people move their cars and then everyone gets a chance to, you know, use the, the area. Is that the best way?
1: I mean, way I guess, do. yeah, there's a limited amount of space. We all drive these cars that, you know, these couches on wheels, that that basically take up a ton of room. Never mind the other negative consequences of cars and their benefits, but but yeah, it's a compressed space, and everybody wants to drive a car. I can't get over it when I travel into work. Incidentally, all the cars with just one person in it. It's actually kind of gross to, to look at when you think about it. Like that, The other thing is is just like I don't understand why we drive vehicles the way we do. Like I, if you're driving it by yourself. You should have a car that has one seat in it, and be really tiny. Like think think take a smart car and like cut it in a factor of eight, like, like a motorcycle. Not even well, kind of. It could just be like a square, a square with wheels, and it would have to have a good center of gravity so it doesn't tip over. Fair enough. But we don't need ninety percent of the time you're driving a vehicle. You don't. You're 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 your value per, like, pound compared to the square footage of the car or metric cubage of the car is completely disproportionate, right? Like, like or let's say pounds. Like, how many pounds does a vehicle require per person?
2: I mean, I, like, okay, I, I see what you're getting at. But, yeah. like, yes, a scooter, if everyone drove around a scooter on their own, it's
1: better. It's more space efficient. And, yes, and the point is. of parking ticket is cars, I mean, all vehicles really – incredibly space inefficient so you know yes you can use the space but you got to gtfo and go on your own property because because we don't have a lot of public space and you have to make room for well, everybody
0: Your uh i forget if it's Bo or mike's bff elon musk um has been complaining recently on uh, twitter and stuff about la traffic which is i guess where he lives <laughs> um and, and he's he's looking apparently he's it's looking, quite bad uh, from from what I, the he it... batteries
1: are running dead.
0: So so he's looking at like I think one of his myriad of inventions that they're looking at is these um, minority report-esque tubes uh, that just shoot people through or something that'll that'll cut through all of L.A. or whatever. And, and this is a, this is something that they're looking into. So clearly, cars obviously an antiquated 20th century solution. Uh, to transport problems and downtown, definitely, I feel like um, our our city is going through a big transformation exercise where we're beefing up public transit. Going to have a semi underground train go through the downtown, and I I really do. I'm I you know I bike during the summer, take the bus uh, during the winter, and I'll I'll drive only occasionally um, and it, generally during the weekend to. Uh, to go to events and stuff in different places. And yeah, parking tickets annoy me in those times when I'm driving parking tickets kind of annoy me, but the key, I guess and might mention the deterrence thing is it's when I'm driving mm-hmm. and like, I should probably be, you know, doing less of it, especially when going to, a, you know, the downtown core. Um, and uh, where, where I would be really frustrated with parking tickets. And you could argue the city we live in is one of these cities is where public transit and and options available to reach the downtown core are insufficient and people need to bring cars but then there's a massive parking ticket um problem as well and and for me i feel like parking tickets are not the solution to a to a, to a problem but they definitely if they were not there i feel like there would be a lot more people uh, taking their car places and yeah, that's a- I
2: mean, you have to have some kind of deterrent because people like you know Bo was saying how inefficient a car is with one person driving in it. But all the, think of all the people who that's the they could care less about that. They're like, I like my SUV and I like driving around by myself, and they're never going to care about that. And you have to kind of make it uncomfortable for people uh, to keep them moving and get them back out. And it's like I feel like this. 'Cause parking tickets when you get them are very annoying. And I've I've had it I mean, I don't drive as much as I used to, but I've gotten the kinds where it's like, I'll park here and you know it's pay parking or something. So, you know, you gotta put money in and put the little tag in your car and if you don't do that you'll get a ticket. And I've done that where I've like been in the spot and been like, I'm just gonna go get a coffee in here and it's been literally two minutes, I'm like, I'll be i I'll be fine, I'll go in and then there's a ticket on the car. I'm like, was, there, was the guy in the – bush? he was in the bushes. And he jumped a <laughs> ticket I'm like, it's stupid. And those ones are infuriating. And I also used to have it that um, uh, when I went to university, I lived kind of outside of the city and I drove a lot. And I had, like, memorized all the zones near uh, the university that were three-hour parking zones. And if I, like, hightailed it, I could get to a three-hour class and back. I figured I had a little bit of – you know leeway around and it mostly worked out but i got for sure like a ticket a month or something like that and i figured it was slightly better than um if i paid for parking i still did a little bit better but it was still like a stressor element in that in that i couldn't take public trans, transit because of i lived outside of public transit zones or whatever uh and convenience sake so it's like i feel like i get the personal thing of like hating them and, and i do like the the gut part of me wants to be like parking tickets. They're bad. Think of how many days they've they've ruined days that that I've had. But as a kind of matter of like policy, I think they're probably good. Like I'm still not sure I'm going to land for a verdict on this teasing these things apart. But it's like people drive too much. Uh, cars are annoying. There's better ways and more efficient ways to get around. And how do you how do you get people out of the cars when when they don't want to get out of their cars? Dang. And I think the answer is largely like make it annoying for them. You know. It's like take lanes away, give it to buses, make tra- make public transit more appealing, make parking make there be less parking, and make the parking more annoying in the sense that you're like oh an hour I only got an hour to do my task or whatever and you might get a ticket and you, you do get a ticket and if the fine is of a sufficient you know has to be enough too right because it's like if it was like five bucks or something you'd be like eh whatever that's what I paid a lot but it, you know sometimes it's like fifty bucks depending on where oh, you are seems- and it's like that
1: it costs money to enforce like if you're writing five dollar tickets it's a business that yeah exactly like it's gotta be it's it's gotta at least pay for itself but
0: but it's uh, it's tough to like because i i get the the frustration where parking tickets that everybody has and like mike's example like you know everybody can think of these things that really annoy them it's like we did we did taxes on this show before and like Every even though you know what the benefit of taxes are, when you get your tax bill, you're like, "God damn it!" You know, and uh, it to me, this is another one of those uh, another one of those topics where where it, it there's a visceral reaction that I have, but at the same time, like again, here, look, thinking about it as if parking tickets did not exist, right? Right. So so think about if like right now there's a. a, a a move in office spaces to be like more open, and um, in in all my work we have like a office space 2.0, which is like this this new type of.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I feel like you space. might have to explain that, but. What time. it is
0: is it, instead of the traditional, uh, uh you, you know, cubes like you see in the movie office space, yeah. it's like these small, smaller cubes. And if you if you take it even further, the way that it works is that uh, is that it's supposed to work is that you show up in the morning and you have your computer, uh, and you don't have an office and you have to sort of like, for lack of a better term, call dibs on a space that exists. Um, that exists in that office. Mm. And, and so like, I haven't worked in a place like this, but I have heard from colleagues that the way that it often works is that somebody, um, you know, starts coming really early to call dibs and people are starting, Oh, that's a window seat. That's a good seat. And, um, and the and there's, you know, shuffling and then people are oh you know, annoyed. They come in later, and maybe they're waiting outside somebody's cube because they think that that person's gonna leave. They're only in for the morning, and oh, I want to grab that spot. And like, if you didn't have parking tickets, that's what driving to work would be because the commutes are based on like downtown busy cores and stuff like that. You go to downtown, and people would be waiting. They'd be waiting for their spot, or there would be, you know, cars blocking the lanes like there's a reason these tickets exist
1: um and we have breaking we have a special guest who wants to come in mike who's the special guest that wants to come (laughs) add something to the great topic of parking tickets
2: uh well so as we've been having this conversation my wife who works for our local city here ottawa knows about parking tickets and was like i want to say something about these parking tickets and i was like and when my call dropped she told me some of the stats it's kind of interesting anyways i'm just gonna let her say a few words andrea hello. hello
3: hey andrea Hey Crofton. Hey Bo. Hi there. I've been salivating listening to your conversation because, <laughs> as a municipal employee who has dealt with a range of community building projects, including those that affect parking,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I happen to know some of the stats in Ottawa.
0: Sweet, hit us.
3: So in Ottawa, more than a thousand tickets are issued every day. Wow. There is a very detailed breakdown on why tickets are issued. Are they in a no-parking zone? Are they double-parked? Are you blocking a sidewalk somewhere? Um, With over 1,000 tickets issued today, we're probably just under, or somewhere around 400,000 tickets a year. And that probably brings in about $20 million of revenue.
1: How many are fought and won successfully? Because everyone says they're going to take it to court, but it's small enough value that... (laughs) It might not be worth your time, and you just pay it. But I've known some people to go in and fight it down to fifty percent or something. Is it high? Is it a high conversion rate or high?
3: I have no idea. It's know, a I'm good question. Because
1: gonna... that's the other <laughs> ritual with parking tickets. But is that I was like twenty million.
3: That's yeah. Sorry,
1: that's know, a that's... lot. Yes, that's that's a lot of it, revenue. <laughs>
0: is that is that revenue? Does that include like for forty thousand pieces of paperwork, however small? There's going to be a 400,000 There's going to be a ton of costs associated with with processing that, like, and Bo mentions not contestants. Even if even if your contest doesn't go through or whatever, like, there's there's tons of of costs that the city would have to incur on the back end, instead of just like getting. Is that twenty million that they're getting
3: bring in? That's not profit
0: but like okay.
2: you could you could hire a lot of people for 20 million dollars like for sure they're making money on top of that
0: oh oh yeah they are i just like 20 million is a lot but if it's like 3 million that they end up with it's still money but it's not really in the course of an entire city's budget guess, it's not i that guess fun. is no, it publicly known? 20,
3: 20 million is a kind of a drop in the bucket <laughs> but, yeah, but is yeah, it yeah. Public, if, you like, our, if you look at our the costs of our roads and our public transit etc you know, just for example, we're talking about $1.8 billion or something in that neighborhood for our LRT right now. Uh, no, that's construction, not operations, but <laughs> it's a drop in the municipal budget, per se. Yeah. It's not insignificant, though. But, but, but it's
1: still enough, I guess, to justify it. I mean, well, they have to do it, right? Like, even if, if if everyone breaks the rules or no one breaks the rules, like... These are, this has to be enforced, right? Like there is
3: Okay, well, put there. It, let's put it in the context of the number of residents in the city of Ottawa. So there's less than a million people who live in Ottawa.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Not all of those have licenses. So is
1: 50% of people per year getting tickets, basically?
3: No, because what's a less ticket than a, cost? There's people, there's people like
0: Mike that get like one a month.
1: Well,
2: some no well some <laughs> some parking tickets are as low as 35 bucks or they used to be anyway oh, yeah but, but depends where you are some of them are like 50 it depends where it is or the time of day like if your parking ticket is like you're in a no parking zone at a certain time of rush hour it's a much higher ticket than if mm. you're just in like you went over your time in like a residential street you know
0: huh.
2: so they're not all the same
0: question Still, like, does, does uh Do bylaw officers have quotas that they're expected to meet in terms of tickets? I heard in New York City that was a thing, that they had quotas, like that they were expected to give out X amount of tickets. And so if they didn't, like, pretty much they they got way more aggressive with their ticketing uh, uh, if it looked like they weren't going to meet quota. I don't know. And so.
2: and like to that point, like I mean, even if we don't know, I, I would bet highly that they do because it's just a way of managing <laughs> work for a type of employee. Like I'd be like, because for sure, even if they work around, like there's tons of people getting away with parking illegally, if you want to call it that, every single day. Like if they had more resources, they'd get more parking tickets, right? So I'm sure they're say like, yeah, try to get 50 or something to a person. In this I don't know what the time frame would be. But like for sure, they give them targets. They have to, or else they could just sit on their. You know, I don't know. I swear yeah, well, assume. there's
1: performance metrics for all jobs in this day and age. Like that, that much is clear. So it wouldn't surprise me that someone whose job it is to do parking tickets would have quotas. I mean, they even kind of show that on parking parking wars, the TV show on Hannity in the states. Do you, you guys know. have
2: any any specific questions for Andrea? Otherwise, she had some opinions about parking.
1: Oh yeah, and for
2: sure. I was gonna let her. Say oh,
0: just just before. Um... I guess uh, just before to, – to clarify the money thing, Andrea, so you would say that financial reasons is unlikely to be one of the main motivators behind we're, – we're talking about what what motivates the city to do uh, – to have a parking ticket type system. Money, while it's, it's a slight motivator, was probably not the, ever the main one.
3: not the main motivator to issue parking tickets like
0: the reason that parking tickets exist uh as a concept instead of just letting people park for an unlimited amount of time along the street in in a downtown core or whatever um you know we were we were speculating what the reasons you know were for the the concept of parking tickets we talked about like you know a- ensuring proper circulation in the downtown core and all that sort of thing but one of the things mike brought up was a money generation device for this for the city as one of the uh, as one of the main reasons so would you say that that's that's probably not top of mind for them when coming up well with i would
3: like- say that municipalities are incredibly limited in the ways that they can generate revenue They don't have a lot of tools in their toolkit. This is a way like permitting and ticketing is a clear way for the city to generate revenue. So they're not, they're not using it to its full extent. So it's clearly not a major motivator for parking tickets, but it would help generate some revenue and offset some costs in order to achieve those other goals like traffic circulation, um, so I, I don't think it's a primary motivator necessarily, but I think it's an important part of the mix.
1: It's almost like you're charitably donating if you get a parking ticket. <laughs> like if you think of it less as like, you know, oh, I'm being punished and now I'm being financially held back, you know, in some way there's a reprimand. Yeah, except, it's like,
2: except if like you're... UNICEF, you know, just showed up at your house and. Issued you a non-fightable, like you've just donated
1: fifty dollars to you,
3: and like, hey, and then choose. To do well, that. it's
1: kind of chirp. it's kind of mafioso in a weird way, like That's, you. Don't I don't pay think your... the
3: CRA would uh, would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't try and write off your tra- your traffic tickets. <laughs>
2: But I, okay, I just want Andrea to give her, her her two cents, and we can take that with yeah. a grain of salt, being that she's a biased city employee. My, uh, Mike,
1: it's probably worth more than, than whatever change we can pull together. So,
0: Andrea, you should understand that the way that this show normally works is one of us says something, and then Mike says something, and then one of us says something, and then, says something and then Mike says something. So right now he's about to explode. So get, get your opinions in there so we can get him the mic back as quick as possible. <laughs>
3: Well, I love him and I live with him, so I'm well versed in that. (laughs) So it works better with two than four. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So my other my other thoughts on parking tickets is that because the municipality has so many, has so few tools available to it, um, and if you're looking at broader environmental agendas, then I really believe that parking is the Trojan horse of a car. That if you have nowhere to put your car, that eventually your car is no longer serving you well. So if a municipality is trying to significantly increase ridership in public transportation, then parking tickets are an indirect but incredibly effective way of getting there.
0: You had to label them good, bad, or bullshit. I'm getting the impression that you would say that they are good. Would that be fair? <laughs>
3: You
2: can come back at the end of the show if you want.
3: Yeah, I, I haven't gone. haven't gone quite that far. Well, why do not she just stick around for the rest of the <laughs> show? In my thinking, Mike? I
1: mean, she can just stick around for the rest of the show. We're getting close to, to done here, and she can deliver a verdict if she likes. It's now actually let's, verdict time. Let's go back time.
3: to your regular teen. Mike's about to explode, apparently. So uh, it's actually <laughs>
1: fine. I mean, what else do we have to add? We're, we're, we're ready to go into verdicts. We're about forty-five minutes into the show. It's usually time to, to tell things. So if there sure if there isn't anything the else. It- I'm glad you yeah, came
2: I, I in, Andrea, think, as a, uh, as a non-driver. Cropping, but uh, I, I, I actually don't have much else to say. But yeah. um, as, as, okay,
0: as, let's let's roll her up. Bring out the animals.
1: All right, I'm gonna bring out the farm animals here. Just one second. I have to find them. There we go. Here they come. <laughs> uh,
0: order, I said. Order him
1: in the cart all right it is time for verdicts and um who'd like to go first uh, Mike. we should we should like
2: let andrea that. go last because she has some knowledge about this okay. i know what i'm gonna say okay go okay, ahead Okay, go
1: ahead mike sounds like you want to go
2: because <laughs> i need to talk so much as we all know it's true um <laughs> He's Crofton, the, the most concise speaker I've ever heard over there. No,
0: no I, it's just the way the show works is I say something, you say something, I say something, you the, say you something.
2: you insult me, then I say something, I get yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I say that parking tickets are good. Oh. <laughs> yep. And uh, though they're annoying when you get them, uh, I feel like we're in an, we're in an era where people should drive less and should take public transportation more, and parking and parking, you know, like parking should be annoying. it sh- It should be it sh- you should pay a premium to bring your car everywhere. and parking is a way to make people pay that premium. It's kind of like it's sort of like road tolls, which could be a whole other topic, but I would say are in the same category. It's like you want to drive, it's a privilege, pay the premium, and we'll use it for something uh for the the state in this case a municipality so i'm like it's good you know you can use your car and it's not that much you know 35 bucks 50 bucks it's not that much so now and then you pay you contribute to the public purse hopefully they use it for something to improve uh the city so i think i think they're a good kind of public policy measure and
1: that's where i stand all right uh I think I'm going to go next, so I just got to get mine out of the way. As we step I haven't spoke much on this episode of Good, Bad, or Bullshit. And that would be because I don't drive. So I've never had the pleasure of, or the lack of pleasure, of getting a parking ticket. And parking ticket is a very specific type of parking ticket. So it's not like I can lump other kinds of fines and things of that nature into this. I think it's its own special form of aggravation. And, and I feel like I wouldn't do it justice. So... From what I've heard, it sounds like, I just like my own argument. There's limited space, and and people do need to be reminded to obey the rules, because we all get it in our head that, well, the rules apply to everyone, but the exception is like my special circumstance on Saturday when I quickly want to get a coffee. I'm going to double park over here, and it's fine for me. And we all think that way, and we can't help it because we're human. So we got to do something. I think probably this is this is – You know, better than something, some other, you know, we're not cutting off people's hands for parking wrong or anything like that. I think this is okay. So, um, that being said, I feel a little conflicted because of my verdict on rules. But, again, parking is its own special little sphere of exception. So, I'm going to say that um, parking parking tickets are good. They're for the public good. And just think of it as a charitable donation. Although, you can't write it off. So, it's not technically charity, but... But your donations are appreciated, nonetheless. Also, I, stop driving uh, big giant cars.
0: I, I like how Bo tied it into his thing on rules because I hadn't made that connection, but it's true. He was railing so hard against rules, and and this is a micro rule, like it's it's bylaw level annoyance. And and this is the thing too. Uh, my Mike, I expected to be the counterbalance as somebody who got his driver's license later in life, didn't have to deal with traffic uh, uh, tickets i have gotten one traffic ticket in my life for having my dead tercel on the street uh and aside from that never never gotten one so it's not been an annoyance and the reason i told that story about mike in montreal is i remember the absolute physical or visceral reaction he had when he saw that ticket and to his credit he tried to keep you know keep it all in but it was really annoying and it's, it's very, um, it's very difficult to like, uh, there's a lot of bullshitty stuff around uh, traffic tickets. And that's why I asked Andrew the question about the quotas as well. The idea that, that there are people that might be like, you know, trying to screw you as much as possible, uh, because they need to fill a quota or like, you know, they put chalk on your tire and then like, are, are really like timing it down to the minute. Cause they, you know, they want to get you. And, uh, and and the, the idea of generating revenue, um using in sort of an imperfect system when they could per- perhaps uh an unpredictable uh system. Yes, there are yearly stats and such, but you could have a fee, uh, a flat tax on driving downtown. Mike mentioned toll rolls, like there are alternatives. Um to to ticketing, so that part of me wanted to say say bullshit, but I'm not really a driver. I do drive. Uh, I got my license late in life, as I mentioned. I'm I'm, I'm mostly uh, like to find alternative ways, especially of, of traveling downtown. Uh, and I I do think trap um, parking tickets make my life as a cyclist make my life uh, as a, a public transit t- uh, user easier. And for for the the positive. Um, Feelings that it, it, it gives me, that the help that it gives me in my life, as well as the betterment that it it, it, it can create to uh, circulating in a downtown core. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with these jokers and say that um, they are good, but uh, it, not without reservation. There's a lot of bullshitty stuff around them. Good, there. All right. I'm
1: issuing you a podcasting ticket for taking up way too much. Stuff. <laughs> parking your yeah, fat mouth
0: in like 15 minutes solid block. <laughs> I would like to point out, that verdicts are our golden time. In all which right, you he's just he's being belligerent. Want. He's just staying. He's like, I'm paying for the space, and you park here all week now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you right. can't ticket me, Bo. All
1: right, Andrea, your turn. Your turn to give us give us what you got. What do you got for verdicts? This is a special hour. I would agree that there's
3: a lot of bullshit points that I haven't heard raised, uh, though they may have been raised earlier. Mm -hmm. There's not consistency in when parking tickets are applied, so I don't think that it's I don't think it's very common to get parking tickets on a Sunday. Um, I think there's a lot of exemptions that happen on that. I think that. There's a lot of bullshit related to what the parking ticket is issued for and how well the rules are understood about that. So, for instance, in the city of Ottawa, you must be uh, parked five feet from uh, someone's driveway legally. Uh, And the maximum time to park on any street in the city of Ottawa is three hours. So, if the city chose to significantly increase revenues associated with parking tickets, it would not be challenging on either of those two, I'm sure, to go substantially higher in the revenues that they have generated. Um, and then the the bullshit around the kind of common sense um, cost and whether or not kind of the the punishment fits the crime. And yet, I don't disagree with the other three verdicts. I have, to go, I have to go good because, one, there's a broader environmental agenda, which I clearly am an advocate for. And two, municipalities don't have a lot of ways to generate revenue. And in a political climate where there's very little appetite for taxation or for um, alternative means of generating revenue for municipalities then at least municipalities can point to the users themselves and in terms of penalization in order to do that. So it's not a cost shared by everybody, only those who are specifically breaking what should be understood rules. So I too will say parking tickets are good. Wow,
1: I feel like we've done 182 episodes of the show, so that 182... Times three is we've delivered 546 odd verdicts plus a few guests here and there. And I think that might have been the first good one we've had on the show. That was very well put. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean, all good. four of us saying good? Because... No, I mean, Andrea's verdict was well thought out and concise and made us all look shitty. That's what, what I'm saying. What, what, no, no, Emma's was I concise mean, last I week. I mean, too. Andrea. Did I say Emma? I said uh, I, Andrea. No, no, but no. Emma's was also concise. It was good,
0: me. but that was excellent. That was very And almost good. all mine are super amazing. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: fear,
2: I would say that that, that that we pride ourselves on doing no research for this show but Andrea clearly has a knowledge base yeah. that we do not. Oh so
1: wow! I like how you throw your, your spouse under the bus. You're like, well, she knows what she's talking about. Of course, it's good. <laughs> well, not fair. It's true. <laughs> it's
0: true. It was like we had Emma on the show last week, and you know what is it? She's doing her PhD in in one of the topics that we have in the hopper. And wow. if that I- if that topic had come up, you know, I would have been like, well, this kind of sucks. I'm I'm. It's like fighting a duel against somebody who's got a machine gun, and I've got like. Punching gloves or yeah, but something, but instead you know, we did it?
1: identification cards that nobody knew anything about, and it was all it was yeah, all so, fair. perfect. So, thank you so uh, much, Andrea. That was great. Now I got to do the business and let the folks know about uh, where they can email us with their thoughts about the about the topic of parking tickets. Like I know, listen, we don't get a ton of emails. It's no secret. Every week I ask for them, I don't hear from you guys. I don't know why we're not hearing from you because I know you're listening. I see the subscription numbers somebody has an opinion about a parking ticket and a probably a funny story or something we can laugh about and share on the air, please write us, send us a, an MP, record something, send it in, we'll play it, whatever you want to do, do a painting, send it in. Uh, it's at goodbadbull at gmail.com. Let us know what your thoughts are. If this is your first time checking out the show or if you're happy to be watching live on twitch.tv slash goodbadbull, uh, You can find out all about us at our website, goodbadbull.com. That's where you can find links to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, RSS, uh, your RSS reader. Go there. Uh, Finally, uh, big thank you to our generous Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash goodbadbull. We have people who do enjoy the show and uh, enjoy it so much they (laughs) financially throw money our way. And uh, that about covers all that business. All right. Crofton. Short fry. Short round. If our listeners want to find out more about you and where they can hail your taxi, uh, where can they do that?
0: Uh, They can find me on the social media. They can follow me at Crofton Steers. Uh, And I was trying to think of a way every week. I try to think of some sort of clever way that I can work in the topic. But this this week, I feel stumped. Maybe I will issue them a ticket if they don't follow me. No, that's even lame. That's lame. At Crofton Steers.
2: where I park my tweets oh, more it. than an hour <laughs> at a time. But, but we'll
0: back. I, Crofton,
1: I wanna, I wanna,
2: I
0: it back. Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about uh, about you
1: on the internet, where can they do that?
0: They so can find me parking my, what did he say? What he said his, about the tweets at Crofton Sears. <laughs> <laughs> <Well> done, <bro. laughs> You're getting a ticket for that one too, buddy. <laughs> you, took
1: up, you took up two spots in in the thing and you didn't shit with the second one. I'm um, just kidding you did did great Uh, Mike if our listeners want to find out more about about your your stuff uh, where can they find you
2: Uh, they can find me on Twitter uh, doing the equivalent of using public transportation that is to say lurking and not commenting Uh, that's uh, at
1: ML Hodgins you love the word lurking Um, (laughs) you lurking word lover
2: and uh, you could ask Andrea but she's not on Twitter and she's moved on with her life so it's not sitting here anymore
1: (laughs) All right. Very quickly, you can find me at Bo Schwartz. I do have a few things I want to reference real quick. I'm doing the Heroes Charity Brawl. Uh, go to heroescharitybrawl.com and donate to the Make a Wish Foundation if you'd like to help us uh, to support raising three thousand two hundred thirty $3, dollars as our goal at the Make a Wish Foundation for the Heroes Charity Brawl. That's a random goal. We're well, it's it's a it's a mimi thing in the Heroes of Storm community, so. If you know what it means, I great. If you don't, it's still it's still about. a goal. <laughs> I'm not explaining it here. Um so the the it has a purpose. And we're live streaming some weird wacky events um on February twenty fifth at twitch.tv slash frogpants, um at two PM Pacific. Uh and, and what it'll be is we have a bunch of different podcasters from different podcasts joining forces to to do this event. So we've got, you know, people from Lords of the Storm, into the Nexus. Heroes Power Hour, cast, as well as my other show, Core. Uh, so please check that out if they think that's something that would be interest. If not, at least donate. Get a little tax write-off. Throw in 10 bucks. Uh, it makes a difference. So thank you so much for that.
0: All my right. invite must have got lost in the mail. You don't play Heroes of the Storm, so
1: we weren't
2: going to... Whatever. Play.
0: And Yet, you also Bo, yes, Beau, yes. We'll do a good, bad, or bullshit
1: charity brawl. We should do that. <laughs> I think that's where Definitely we actually hold, throttle it? each other over the internet, as we often promise one another that we'll do. Um, <laughs> anyways, that that's it, man. That was a show. That was a great surprise guest. I love that Andrea yeah. pop Finally popped in. With and... it,
2: it made me think how, like, um, he, you know... Um, because it is sort of like a hidden tax in a way. Because you know GST people, well, well, general sales tax in Canada. I don't know mm. if they have something like that in the States. Or sale, anyway, sales tax. And I've heard that referred to as a progressive tax. And it's basically <laughs> like, you don't have to pay it, right? Like, if you don't buy a bunch of shit, you don't have to pay the tax. And it's the same with parking tickets, too. You don't get parking tickets, don't drive your car. It's like,
1: huh. I like it. Because you have a t- way to avoid
2: it if you want.
1: I've avoided that tax by not having a vehicle. It's not so, like so it's like cause case... if I wanted
2: to try actually this is interesting I'm I'm trying to avoid paying income tax uh, this year because I'm making no income. I quit my job cuz I'm sick of paying income tax.
1: Yeah, but so... you'll eventually have Yeah, no,
2: then you starve.
3: i had to work so hard to keep to the topic at hand i was a livid when it happened i think that falls extremely firmly in the bad camp so
1: are you a fan of the good bad or bullshit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at Patreon.com slash GoodBadBull.